Hello, and welcome to the Very Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Vega. On this podcast, we're going to talk to creative minds just like me. I'm a writer, I'm an actor, now a podcast host. I just wrote my first mystery novel called Yesterday Is Not Yet Gone. And throughout the years, while finding my creative process and writing, I've always wondered how other people do it. What's their process? Do they wake up at 5.30 like me to write? They're not that insane. I hope I can get some tricks and uh, things that uh, other people do, steal from their, their toolbox, them stealing from my toolbox. So that's what we're doing on this podcast. We're going to talk to several different people. The obvious actors, writers, singers, painters, musicians, you name it. But the less obvious, which is really fun for me, cooks, uh, fashion designers, uh, car makers. I want to talk to car makers. What does it take to make a car? What's the creative process for that? Um, surgeons. I want to get a surgeon on this podcast. If something goes wrong in an operation, I assume they have to think creatively make a creative decision on how they're going to save a patient's life. I don't know anything about surgery. I just love the good doctor. But everyone is creative in their own way. And as a writer or an actor, figuring out how other people do it is fascinating for me. Um, so this is going to be fun. This is The Very Creative Podcast with Gabriel Vega. Today on the show, Jalen Taylor. So lit. I was like, yes, like, let's yeah. go. I would write like a five page, like, you know, story about like all this crazy stuff. I always loved writing about magic when I was a kid. Grew up playing piano and violin. And my dad um, is a clarinet player. So they like it. And they yeah. like theater and things like that, you know. But I mean, they are not artists first, they're scientists first. I, I, I have that privilege of having like, you know, really long parents, right? And then they, you know, they see the potential of the, you know, the discrimination and things that I could face as a black woman. So my mom's like, listen, like, well, I don't want you to feel like, you know, people are scary. I want you to feel confident in yourself to just do whatever you want to do. This is the Very Creative Podcast. Jalen Taylor, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for coming on my podcast. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. So introduce yourself to everyone. Uh, you're okay. from Georgia, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm Jalen. I just turned 21. Hey. Um, <laughs> I'm in Mississippi. So I lived there for 14 years and I moved to Georgia for high school. And now I go to NYU and I study dramatic literature and romance languages. So I study French and Dramatic literature. That's so cool. No, and what's the other one? Romance languages. Romance languages. Wow. <laughs> I, like, I like writing and I like language. And I was like, ah. My yeah. Mind. That's cool. Yeah. I add on my sheet that you're an actor, you're a writer, you're a singer, podcaster, Fine. now a YouTuber, <laughs> a lot of things. Yeah. So, uh, Yeah. I'm trying, you know, a lot of it is just because there's nothing else going on in the world right now. No. I was like, okay, so I like to talk. That's why I started this show. <laughs> okay, I might as well make myself a little podcast. 
Granted, I've only posted one episode and it's been a minute. It's great though. Hey. I listened to it. Yeah. It's called POV, right? Just to plug it out there. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for plugging me. No. Um, yeah. Like I use audacity to, okay. <laughs> Cause like, you know, I don't really know a lot about, I, I don't know anything. I don't know what audacity is. That's a word I learned. Uh, I, I think two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a super cheap, like free audio. Editing. Yeah. So yeah. My computer is like, has too much stuff on it. So I was trying to edit. I had like 45 minutes worth of, audio and I was trying to like condense it to like 20 minutes and my computer crashed and all of the editing wow. won. And so I was just like, fuck. <laughs> so I, I said, you know what? I'll wait. I'm going to try again with, with the fresh you know, mind. Cause I was just really tired at that point. I was like, ah, I'll give it a break. Yeah. It's hard, but you're the episode you put out is great. It's calling out a lot of people, which I like. It's uh, you. I feel like it's you raw, like very like unfiltered, which I like. We can get into that in, at some point in the podcast, why you're doing that. And it's fine. Um, so talk about a little bit about your life in Georgia before we get into the creative stuff. Um, like quarantine life or just like. How, how did you grow up? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But you can talk about quarantine too if you want. <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's weird because I tell people I'm from Georgia, but I technically only really spent four years here before I went to university. You know? Yeah. But I don't really truly feel like a Mississippian either. Like it's a very weird kind of hybrid thing. So I grew up in Mississippi, and that's where most of my childhood memories are, obviously. And right. You know, Mississippi is an, is a good place to grow up only because, like, I feel like you can really keep tabs on your children. <laughs> <If that's, laughs> it's good from, like, a parental point of view because there's not a whole lot of trouble that your kids can get into. Yeah. But, you know, being a little black girl growing up in Mississippi, there are a lot of really, um, I don't know, nasty mm. social complexes that I developed, I think. Um, yeah. yeah, a bunch of racism is what <laughs> you're saying. <laughs> to put it simply, yeah, people are racist, and it's like, yeah, it was idiots, overtly racist. Like no one was like calling yeah. me, but it was very much like, I don't know, like being knowing in no uncertain terms that like no one thought I was an attractive person, you know, things like that, which. Right. Are just doesn't matter really but like when you're a kid that's like all that matters to you you know what i'm saying yeah enough disney princess movies mm-hmm. only thing that matters is a man right mm. so when you're growing up it'll it'll kind of mess up mess with your brain a little bit and people just like just making sure that you understand that you're just not as cool as the rest of us like mm-hmm. like we like you you're a cool black like <laughs> mm. just just don't forget though that you're not the same as us. It was kind of like the subtext of like my whole childhood. Yeah. And you mentioned that on, on your podcast or like both your YouTube and your podcast that I think if you can retell the story of the guy that, uh, at the football field or something, what did he say? Yeah. Okay. So I, I used to be in this acting troupe, um, in middle school called Gat, which is so stupid. Youth acting troupe, whatever. 
we met every Saturday. And for some reason, like everyone was rehearsing for something. So it was just me and this kid. Yeah. Um, I'll call him Will Frederick. Frederick. <laughs> I'll call him Frederick. Um, yeah. Anyway, so Frederick and I were talking, and I don't know where everyone else was, but it was just the two of us sitting in the theater alone. And he starts talking about like football games and like yeah. for all the Southern people, like in the States, like you understand that football games was like where all the drama went down. Like that's where you would like ask somebody out. That's where you would like confess that you had a crush on somebody. Stupid shit like that. That's just, that's where it would happen, right? And um, so he starts talking about how his best friend really liked this girl and like was gonna like kiss her at the football game and he like did it and i was like oh my god like i'm sitting alone with this guy that i like and he's talking about kissing i'm like yo i'm in i'm in i've made (laughs) (laughs) you were in in like kissing subject or where were you in i thought i thought i thought it was the time i thought he was gonna grab my face and like oh okay so ready I granted I was I was literally 13, but like whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um you already fantasized about it. I was already I was ready. Yeah. Practice in my head. I had those moments. Yeah. I still have those moments. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, so like this is the time that's gonna happen. Mm. No one else is around, like, mm. And he <laughs> says, you know, I was really confused. Like he was so excited to like kiss this girl, but like I'm thinking to myself, why would you ever want to kiss a black girl? And I was like, first of all, I was like, I didn't even know the girl was black. Very confused by that. I was like, okay, weird. And it was so strange to me because it almost felt like a confession almost. Like, it's like, I don't know. Here, I, Here's my racism. Like, do Yeah, he, he literally said that to you. No, yeah, those words, exactly. Like, why would he ever want to kiss a black girl? There wasn't anyone else around. Was, was he looking at somebody else or no? <laughs> just us talking. Okay. So, I, I don't I don't know if you know, but I am a black girl. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> like it's not something that I can hide. Yeah. Anything about me that's white passing. I'm quite obviously a black girl. So I was like, that's weird. But and- did he think that was okay? Like what are you to him? Like, I don't understand. Honestly, I would love to hit him up and be like, hey, um, Frederick. <laughs> He's not worth it, but yeah. Absolutely not worth it. Not worth my time. But I'm just curious, like, what was going through your head? And like, why did you feel like you, like it was okay to say that to me? Like, it's yeah. not, obviously, but the fact that you looked me in my eyes and said that, like, Weird. It was like you're you're a plant or something. Like he was talking to or talking to himself. Like that's really weird. It, it, it felt or an like, object. Yeah. Like I was I was not really there. It's so strange. And like honestly, what I think it might have been was like I think he probably felt that I probably had a crush on him, and it was this really really messed up way of letting. Oh him wow! Him. Yeah. Which is like. Whoa! How about just say like, "Hey, I'm not interested." <laughs> yeah, he didn't know how to uh, <laughs> how to say it uh, to communicate like most people. And like, granted, we were 13. at that age. And like, I feel like you know, when you're 13 years old and you're completely immersed in like a very racist culture, things like that don't really strike you as an odd thing to say. That's something you probably say to your your you know racist granddad, and he's like, "Ah, you get it, son," you know crazy 
Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, like you can, <laughs> I've heard some messed up things like to turn off like people, but to use racism, it's just blowing my mind. Like oh, that's the first thing you would turn to. Right. And what's interesting though, I mean, like now that we're on kind of the topic of like, you know, like dating and, and racism, things like that. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's weird now. Um, the, co the conversation has definitely changed. It's more of like, whenever I'm talking to someone who is not black, my first thought is like, first of all, do they like black girls? Which is just so weird. Mm -hmm. it's a very gross kind of toxic question to ask yourself. But it's like, it's not just black girls. I like all of my friends who are not white. We have the same thought. Like the first I was like, does, does he like Asian girls? Like, why is he talking to me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and then the question becomes, okay, he likes black girls, but like, does he really, does he like me? You know, is it like, am I like an adventurer? Am I like your rebellion? You know, because yeah. so many examples of, you know, I mean, I've had guys come to me and be like, oh, like, you know, I've never been with a black girl before. Is that supposed to be exciting for me? Like, is that supposed to be a turn on for me? Like, what do you yeah. think? Is that a new thing? Like, like Ugh. It's like I'm not a new food you haven't tried. Exactly. How how are you supposed to take that? No, like, that's great that you're having this experience, buddy. But uh, I'm not an experience, you know. I'm not an experience, and like I, I there was this one guy I was talking to like, freshman year of college, and that was that was a whole that was a weird situation for a lot of other reasons. But he made a like very concerted effort to like let me know that his ex was black. He was like, yeah, like, you know, like, my last girlfriend was black. And, like, I used to help her with her hair and stuff. And it's like, <sighs> being a black woman, you have to, like, think in your head. Or at least for myself, I'm like, okay. Like, good for you. I'm, I'm glad that mm. you helped her out in that way. Like, yay, diversity. But also, I'm <laughs> just like, why do you feel the need to tell me that? Like, are you saying it just because it's, like, you know, a genuine yeah. conversation? having we're having good banter and you just like bring that up <laughs> that's that's one thing but it's another thing it just feels like you, you're trying to prove something mm. you know? it's like look at me i've hung out with the blacks before and it's i'm, like, not, racist. I'm not racist look at me i'm not racist nothing stays buried forever especially not the past yesterday is not yet gone a mystery novel by Gabriel Vega, host of the Very Creative Podcast. Available now, paperback and digital. GabrielVega.com. Buy it now. I, I guess that, like, all of that, like, that racism and that living in that culture, like, it must have sparked something in you creatively. Like, it must, yeah, it must have helped, like, create stuff. Because that's what I do. Like, I create because I... I'm fucking annoyed by stuff, you know, and I want to like hyper masculinity or, and stupid things like that, like uh, climate change, you know? So yeah, I guess that helped you in a lot of ways. I mean, like what I'm realizing, cause I'm, you know, I've just kind of ventured into the world of playwriting. Um, and yeah, their, their play is great. I hope it comes out. Yeah. Okay. I'm it will. It will. I should say. Um, 
but yeah, so what I've realized, um, at least because I wrote that play in a playwriting course, right? And at least the way that like the workshop went for me, it became like, Oh, you did the workshop. How was that? Yeah, no, it, it was great. It was a lot of fun and very helpful for me, like in my creative process overall. Um, yeah. And what I've noticed is like the way I kind of approach it and the way a lot of people I feel approach it is like, I'm just trying to work out these problems, like things, you know, you know, different like turmoils that go on inside of myself. I'm trying to work it out yeah. with what I write. It's mm. like, I'm not going to purport to have any answers to anything. It's just like, this is me actively trying to figure out how I feel about these things. And yeah. now play, I guess, you know, um, because with, with that one, it, it was a lot about actually exactly what we were just talking about, about like rape and dating and sex and all that stuff. It's just yeah. like, you know, obviously there's a lot of me that's been injected into it. I, it was not supposed to be autobiographical, but it kind of became that. Mm. Um, but that's a process, you know? So somebody was talking to me, a member of my family, and they were reading my book. And I won't get into details because I, I want people to read the book. And uh, but they were like, "Oh, I is this your high school experience?" I was like, "There's a lot of it in there. Um, it's getting, you know, it's a lot of me. It's a, the writing is a lot of me." Um, my second book is not like a, a lot of me. I think I, I've shed the, the, the things. I, I've put that away now, you know? It's, uh, it's therapy in a way, but yeah. Absolutely therapy. And I so think, yeah, I, I, I get it, what, you, what you're saying. Yeah, like I, I think it's, it's, you know, virtually impossible to create something without it, you know, carrying your DNA. Like you made it, it's your baby. Of course it's going to be part of you, hmm. right? Um, yeah yeah that's interesting though you you sometimes you want to write though because you're like oh this is annoying uh, i i remember i was in university and i i was annoyed by a teacher and i just got back home and i was like typing in the computer writing oh i figured out this scene i'm gonna i'm gonna include him in and i was like yeah it's not great. It's not, it's not, <laughs> it's, it was great in the moment, but uh, yeah, you, you have to be careful about this using the, that as a inspiration of the moment and making it a story because it's too emotional. Very true. And it's, and it's bad if like, um, cause like <laughs> the play that I wrote that you read, I, yeah. that I wrote that in like, June? I don't even remember when, when that class ended. But my parents still haven't read it yet. And right. not that I don't <laughs> read it. It's just like we have a lot of very different views on a lot of very important things mm. that come, that are like, that are pretty much just... What do you mean? Okay, fine. Without I'll getting into much detail. Well, um, as much as you're comfortable with. I think um, when it comes to relationships and how, you know, women are supposed to act in relationships, um, like pursuing relationships versus, you know, taking a totally passive kind of, mm. you know, um, course, I feel like 
we differ a lot um, when it comes to that. And sex, obviously, the very mm. interesting topic. It's usually not a topic in my to discuss with your parents. Yeah, like I don't want to like decry them for that. Like it's not like it's a bad thing necessarily, but I am. It just I. The reason they haven't read it yet is because I thought I was going to be back in New York at this point. Mm-hmm. So I was I was just going to like slide it into their inboxes and like disappear to <laughs> talk about it. Um, yeah. Because like they know they're like yeah you're like you're you're grown now you're gonna make what you're gonna make like as long as you're not like slandering us like we're we're gonna be fine you know and I have to trust them that they will be okay. What what if they open the play they read it and then they Facetime you? What are you <laughs> gonna do? Are you gonna just run away and not answer them? I will answer. I will not. <laughs> but um, I think. I don't know. This is me totally being like a total coward. I feel like a FaceTime call is a lot better than me being here in person. Mm, yeah. Um, I feel like, you know, we can approach it from a much more like academic point of view. Like this is what this metaphor is kind of talking about. I'm not, ever, I'm, there's no point where I'm like trying to call out my parents. Like, no, not, not exactly. Not in like, you know, like you did this and it messed me up in the head. Like, why would I, why would I do that? That's not. Yeah. But would they see you in the play? Is that, what you're afraid of? I mean, a or little. You, you're just scared about the subject matter. Yeah, that's literally it. It's just the subject matter. Because it's just like, I mean, I, I do talk to my parents about these sort of things, but I don't ever personalize it, you know? Like, right. about it as like a concept or like theories on, you know, sex and relationships. I never yeah. talk about it. And the only times that we have talked about it, it's not been in a really great context, you know? Um, so it's like, yeah it'll be interesting for sure it'll <laughs> just a blanket statement it's going to be interesting yeah that's the thing about creativity it's uh it's you it's there's if it's not you then i don't know what you're doing honestly Wasting. it's your heart yeah exactly so back to uh growing up uh how did you um develop that creative process or that creativity and uh what what did you do first like acting writing what if- yeah so i i guess the first thing i did was a show choir which is like singing. okay yeah which is funny because when i was when i was very young when i was like from ages like zero to like six i was a really kind of shy and reserved young person which is funny looking back on it now but like when I was, I did not like talking to people I did not know. I was very quiet. My, you know, church would always have like, like little programs that they put on. And I, I hated it. I absolutely hated getting up in front of the whole church, which is like, you know, a couple hundred people. I had to say Christmas joy. That was my whole line. That, that was the only thing I said. I got up there and I froze. So my dad had to come pick me up and say Christmas joy into the microphone and then like take me away. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. I hated it. Um, That's how I was too. My first time I was, I was scared. Yeah. It's scary. It's a weird thing to like get up in front of people. And do the stage is frightening too. People are frightening. The stage is frightening. It's, <laughs> it's high. Why am I elevated right now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but my mom, I'm very, hold on, let me, let me think of what I want to say. 
like, this, like, okay. <laughs> Culturally, I have a lot of cards stacked against me and I have a lot of cards stacked in my favor. And that, right. The card stacks in, in my favor. Is Explain what, what's culturally like. You mean like race stuff? Yeah, race stuff. Just like in the context yeah. of the United States, right? Or yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, being a black woman, you mm-hmm. you know can be card stacked against you. Mm-hmm. But you know, my parents have been working their asses off since they were born, and that's because of my grandparents and my great grandparents because they instilled this like work ethic in them. It's like you know, no matter what you do you have to do it 10 times better than everyone else around you because you won't get any recognition for doing it just as well as anybody else. Right. Yeah. So because of that, my parents busted their behinds, went to medical school, you know, things like that. So I, you know, I've had a lot of opportunity, especially like education wise. So your parents are doctors or yeah, my dad is a cardiologist. Uh, my mom is a psychologist. So my dad's always telling uh, me, my mom is always psychoanalyzing me. So it's, <laughs> so it's a really great combo. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so they're not artistic. Not, not necessarily. Like they both yeah. like this for sure. My mom yeah. um, grew up playing piano and violin and my dad um, is a clarinet player. Okay. So they like it and they, they yeah. like theater and things like that, you know, but I mean, they are not, artists first they're scientists first um so my parents like you know i i i have that privilege of having like you know really well parents right and then they you know they see the potential of the you know the discrimination and things that i could face as a black woman so my mom's like listen like i don't want you to feel like you can't talk to people i don't want you to feel like you know People are scary. I want you to feel confident in yourself to just do whatever you want to do. So I'm going to force you <laughs> to do school choir. And so that's how it happened. When I was like six, she forced me into this thing called summer show offs, which is a show choir summer camp. And, and you like, we have like five song and dance numbers and every individual has to sing a solo at some point. And right. that was the part that scared the crap out of me. Cause like, mm. Like, you know, I didn't really sing as a kid and it was terrifying to me to sing in front of people that I did not know. I didn't like singing in front of my parents. Um, (laughs) But after doing that camp, I went back the next year and the next year and I did it for like eight years straight or something. Like I absolutely fell. So you already knew you could sing. No, I I did not. Oh, okay. (laughs) It's just kind of like, you know, happenstance like so that that moment like that was the, the the starting point i guess so that was when i kind of got like the the theater acting stage bug or whatever i was like oh like i like standing in front of people and yeah so you did summer camps and then when did you figure out you could sing or act or whatever yeah i mean i did summer camps and because I had started with kind of like a musical route, I started doing musical theater summer camps. So we would do like junior musicals, like high school musical junior and right. junior. And, you know, I did those for like six years or something. And the first like three years, I was always just like, you know, one of the dancers or something. And then like after that time, cause I had you know been practicing a lot, they started to notice like, Oh, you can actually kind of 
sing now. Oh, you can dance well. Oh, you can kind of act, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll cast you in like some more of the lead roles. And then I, you know, started to really kind of get a feel for myself on stage, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Uh, I started like, I, I was wearing like costumes all the time as a, as a kid. And I didn't know I, 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 I would like acting or like, I, I started singing too, but now I've lost it obviously because I've not practiced it and I've never like <laughs> followed lessons or anything, but acting. Um, yeah, I started like, I, I would go to, uh, to coffee shop uh, at a four year, as a four year old, or even I think younger than that and in costume. Cute. And, uh, yeah, I would dress as Batman. I would dress as Peter Pan. I would dress, yeah. So, yeah, and uh, it started like that. Uh, I wouldn't go anywhere as myself, honestly. <laughs> I don't know. And uh, then I started putting on shows uh, at my home. Like every, like every time my mom would have guests, I would like throw them a show. <laughs> but when I was talking to them in person, like... I wasn't, I was shy, you know, I wasn't, but when I was doing my show, now Gabriel came out, the character yeah, yeah, yeah. came out and I was comfortable in that. That's yeah. So, so yeah, it's a, it's weird how it happens. I, I guess you have to like kind of do a, a little bit of, I don't know. It's like you said, like going on a stage in front of choir and just experiencing it. You You have to do it and, just see how it feels for some people it doesn't work yeah but for it's just it's just the act of doing it like you said yeah give it a shot and it might literally change your life i don't know if some people are born and they're like oh i'm a singer i don't know that's weird yeah. i'll have david on next so i'll ask him that if he knew if he was born a singer i i, I don't think so but yeah it's weird how it happens what what came first, the singing or the acting, or uh, everything at the same time? Technically, I mean, okay, honestly, probably dancing came first because like okay. my made me do ballet since I was like three or whatever. Um, but then I did the show choir stuff, so it was like singing and dancing. Um, but like, yeah, so I guess acting didn't really come to the equation until I was, you know, ten maybe. Which is interesting because that's my favorite to do. That's my favorite to do of the three. You know, acting just gives you some sort of rush. I don't know. Like I've yeah. never, yeah, yeah, before, but I feel like it's a similar feeling. Um, but yeah, no, it's amazing. I, I, I would have to rank it: acting, then singing, and then dancing. Dancing's great, yeah. but it's not the same feeling for me. You know, I did dancing too. Uh, yeah, it's didn't yeah it was it was good i was just the only thing i think i i would do i, I i've actually thought about starting dance lessons or something but yeah it was a, a rough time because i was enjoying it but i was in high school and you know how boys are they think because you're a dancer you're gay or whatever you know you're uh, your femininity comes out, you know, so it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. So that kind of discouraged me, but I was already acting at that point. So 
was like, oh, I have that. I don't, and, and at some point I didn't care, but you know, it's just uh, a lot of bullying can turn you off to things. That, that sucks so much. I mean, like how many amazing male dancers have we missed out on because? Yeah. Oh my God, you must, you must be. I mean, ballet, really? Like, <laughs> yeah. It was fun. We were dancing a high school musical when the first one came out. We were dancing those basketball numbers and it was fun. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. Ugh. Oh my God, I missed that. What a yeah, we, we were Troy and the gang, you know? The, the, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so when did you start writing? Um, that's a good question. I mean, I've always liked telling stories. That's always been like, you know, a thing that I've really enjoyed. I remember, like, you know, we, we used to have to do these things in fifth grade where um, we would have like a vocabulary list. Yeah. And we would have to... Um, make us write a story using all 10 vocabulary words right uh which would always make for some very interesting stories because the vocabulary words never made any sense together but whatever <laughs> and so whenever we would get assignments like that i was like so lit i was like yes like let's yeah. go i would write like a five page like you know story about like all this crazy stuff i always loved writing about magic when i was a kid because i was like i was like one day i'm gonna wake up and have superpowers i promise i promise you so I would always write about that. Um, and then I realized, I was like, oh, like, I kind of like this writing thing, I guess, right? And yeah. then we started having to write essays and things, like for, you know, the the, the five-paragraph essay became a, a reality for me. Mm. Um, and I had a lot of really tough English teachers who, like, told me that my writing sucked. And so I was like, okay, cool. Wow, they, they said that. Oh, yeah, 10th grade. <laughs> Because I decided yeah. to transition into like the honors writing program or whatever. Okay, right. And he was like, you were in, we had really stupid like hierarchy of like classes. There's like CP, which is like college prep, EP, which is enlightened prep, prep, HP, which is honors prep, and then AP, which is like advanced prep, whatever. So stupid. It doesn't mean anything. They just like move a little bit faster than the other classes. Yeah. I was in EP writing or EP English freshman year of high school. And I did well. And I was like, Oh, well, maybe I'll try honors sophomore year. And so I did that. And I turned in my first yeah. essay. She gave me a D <laughs> and she's like, Hey, like she took me back after class. And she was like, so I know you were an EP last year. You have to understand that this is honors. You're in honors now. And I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, wow. We ended up having a good relationship. Like she scared the crap out of me at the beginning, but we ended up having a good relationship. And she um, really, I think that was a very pivotal moment for my writing, you know? Um, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. And, Those and moments you remember forever, for sure. I will never forget being told, <laughs> like, you're going to have to step it up, sweetie. It was very much that tone. I was like, okay. Um, but yeah, from then on, you know, writing came a lot easier to me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I really like it. Like there's just something so satisfying about like stringing mm -hmm. words together that makes sense. And then also sound really good. And it's like low key poetic. I'm like, wow, like I did that shit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. When you have a big imagination, it's uh, and you nurture it then, and you keep writing, that's when you start to love it because you create stuff that are original. 
and yeah yeah it's so exciting I don't but know. You that's the thing. That's what's interesting about this this podcast is uh, this episode is that it, we don't we're not born writers. We're not born singers. That's that's funny, you know. That's that's hilarious that we like. Oh, I'm a writer, but yeah, I wasn't born that way. <laughs> and I think you know that's the danger of like you know when you realize somebody has a talent for something, telling them, oh my god, you're like you're so talented. Yes, hype them up. Let them know that they're talented. But you have to follow up the talent with what? Yeah. You just, I mean, like, you don't want to just, you know, be wasted potential. Like, yes, you have a talent for something, but, like, there is someone who is working their behind off to, to have what you have. And if you just sit here on this talent, you know, they're going to surpass you and they're going to they're gonna do big things, right, while you're just kind of like, well, but I'm talented, though. I'm like, well, talent only goes so far. So yeah. you're not born anything, right? No, like, you have to work at it. That's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking as as you said that, that what if your parents, instead of putting you in a a, a church choir uh, stage, they just brought you to, to a farm or something? Like, uh, But I guess also they might have done that and you didn't like it as much as like – you like the stage, you know? So it's, it's kind of weird how things happen and what you like, what you don't like. And yeah, you have to like it first and then you have to work at it because it's not easy. And uh, uh, it's great that you like it and uh, it's great that you're passionate. And I guess that makes up for your, a little bit of a, your talent, but if you don't work at it, forget it. Exactly. Cause if it was easy, everybody would do it. Like, yeah, whenever I'm in an acting course, it, I feel like that always comes up. They're like, you know, this, this shit is hard, right? Yeah. Like everyone, like, I don't know one person who wouldn't want to be like on camera or on, you know, well, I guess that's not necessarily true, but like, you know, there's just so much like glitz and glitz. There's a lot of people that would be, be willing to go on camera. Exactly. But it's like, not everybody does it because it's just, it's not that easy. It's you can't just roll out of bed. Yeah. An Oscar-worthy performance, like it just—it does not happen in a day. No, and you see that with uh, reality stars. You know, <laughs> their their first few days are horrible in front of the camera. Yeah, yeah. It's not—it's not comfortable for them. Like, what is this? Can I look in the lens or? <laughs> like, uh. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's weird. So let's talk about acting for a second. So. How does your creative brain work when you're creating a character or you're reading a script or yeah, how does it work for your, for your character? We all have a process. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like my process is like ever changing when I was much younger and like the theater was like very new to me. Um, the first thing they would always make us do were like make character sheets. Like it did not matter. Like, you know, if your character was named or not, if you were just a person in ensemble, if you're like, you know, dancer, do log dancer number seven. Like they would make you sit down and like come up with a whole life story for your character. And I really did like doing that, especially for like non-named characters that don't have a story that worked really well for me. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, as I've gotten older, it's definitely changed a lot. I don't know. Like I, um, and I guess it, it also depends on the production I'm in and a little bit on the, yeah. the 
question also, but last summer I did this camp with David. Mm-hmm. Um, David Marino, next on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> we did this um, summer mu- like musical theater intensive, and in our acting um, course, it was very much we were very much just focused on like being ourselves in a certain situation. Yeah, thing which doesn't work for everything. Sometimes you have to, you know, you have like character acting that you need to do. But for for these scenes that were just supposed to be very just raw interpersonal scenes it was just like let me take on the circumstances of this scene and of this person and like how would i react if i were a 45 year old woman whose son had passed away which was my scene no who it's it passed away and and um how he had gone to war is what it was and he had been killed in war and so it was just like okay here's a sort of circumstances that I've never experienced. I don't know what it's like to be 45. I don't know what it's like to have a child. I don't know what it's like to lose a child. Like, you know, I don't know either, you know, Yeah, right. (laughs) These are very, (laughs) I don't know anything about, but it's just, I can't help you. Yeah. yeah, It's just like, you know, just thinking, I I feel like acting is just so much more about empathy than anything else. Really? Mm -hmm. It's just like, how would I feel? How would I react to people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, if that message has happened to me, I'm, you know, people kept calling my character like weird and stuff because she was acting strange. Yeah, she's acting strange. You know what I'm saying? Like she just went through this crazy life-changing event. So it's just like, I don't know. It's a practice in empathy for me. But it also... Yeah. It, it, it is. It's understanding people. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... You have to... You have to believe this is like your sister or somebody you know, you know, it's a human being. And yeah, it's, uh, yeah, but yeah, we all have our our different process. Yeah, I think that's the root of it, though. Like, if you're not playing a, I mean, if you're working on a special project that doesn't call for a human being, if you're like a a lion, for sure, that's not gonna matter, I guess. But they have feelings, too. <laughs> yeah. But you can't relate to them as much. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It, it kind of depends. Like I I was in an acting course last no, two semesters ago. Um and I I liked like my professor was a total idiot. I really did not I did not like this guy. He was he was the kind of guy that like there's this young woman um who was Chinese in the class and English is not her first language, but she speaks English because she's been practicing the language for a very long time, obviously. But he commented, he's like, wow, you speak really good English. He's one of those. So whatever. So <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't appreciate him, but I liked the, the environment of the class because the students were really great. And yeah. his, his idea was just like, listen, like you're going to get these scenes. Um, don't pay any attention to like the written stage directions and stuff like that. Just, just do what, what you want to do. Just go up there and have a conversation with somebody. Right. Right. Which I think is a lot of fun. And, and, and we, obviously not every director is like this. There are going to be a lot of directors who are like, do exactly what is written and do what I'm telling you to do. But he was just like, do whatever you want. Yeah. You can, I don't care. So that can be a lot of fun too. And I had a lot of really fun moments in that class where it's just like, 
you know, like sometimes I'll come into the scene like angry. I'm going to be angry this time. And, and we're, I'm just going to see how, how this person reacts. I just want to see what you do. And that would just, it was always just so much fun to like, just come in with different energies and just see how, yeah. it, um, which I think is a lot of fun, especially in yeah. a work process, you know, like even if you don't keep it for the show, just like learning how to mix it up and to make every night a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But some people don't give you anything sometimes and they're like, Oh, I have to do everything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah. You cut out. What what did you say? It's like it's like you want me to carry the scene. Like, thanks, thanks for that. Nothing stays buried forever. Especially not the past. Yesterday is not yet gone. A mystery novel by Gabriel Vega, host of the Very Creative Podcast. Available now. Paperback and digital. GabrielVega.com. Buy it now. Yeah. So I guess uh, one of the questions I have uh, was uh, how does, like, when you wake up in the morning, do you feel creative or when does it happen? Sometimes the, I wake does up. Does it happen? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, hell yeah, let's, let's write something today. A lot of the times, no. Sometimes it's just like, something really funny will happen. I'm like, Oh my God, I want to remember that. So like my, I have like a book that I write stuff in that's kind of like part journal, part writing journal or whatever. It's just like, Oh, this is really funny. Let me write about this. There was <laughs> once we went out on, um, there's like a lake, you know, in Georgia that we go out on sometimes and our boat got beached. We literally got beached and we had to like call people over to help us push our boat off of the sand. And I was like, that's hysterical. And I, you know, like I would have journaled that, but I just wrote yeah. a writing book and it's just like, so you it, journal. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's kind of like a journal. Like, will it ever show up in something that I write? Maybe, probably not. But yeah. like, as I'm flipping through, I'll be like, Oh, that's funny. You know? And sometimes that'll, you know, it'll show up somehow in something that I do. Yeah. I never yeah. use uh, like people say, Oh, one of my friends said, Oh, carry a notebook all the time. Mm -hmm. But Yeah, and they, they never, I never read my ideas. Mm -hmm. And I just heard from Stephen King that he said, uh, that's where like bad ideas uh, live forever. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, okay, if it's going to stay with you, it's going to stay with you. You don't need a notebook for that. So I, that's a no for me, you know? <laughs> that's fine. But yeah, yeah, because I was curious about that question because for me, like I need to, to wake up early or to when I wake up, I need to work on my, my things because after three hours of me awake, it's like, I'm already like used. I'm already like, that's where I'm the most active when I wake up, I am energized. I'm fresh. You know, that's interesting. it's weird because people work at night and I'm like, yeah. how do you do it? I was about to say, I feel like I'm the exact opposite. Like I've been trying to get up earlier recently, which I have. And I, I like it because I like being productive earlier in the day. But like when it comes to like creativity, yeah, it's just like when it happens, it happens. And usually it's at night. I don't know. I think the way my brain set up, I'm like, I was born to be a night owl. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so it's just so easy for me to like think of something at midnight and be like, oh, we're going to be writing this until 4 a.m. Yeah. 
You know? That's weird. Like I never like I, being a morning person and being a creative morning person. It's uh, I never understood that. Like, like because I I feel I wake up and then I I write and then I I just like I have to do it in the morning. I've done it at night and I'm like no, because I feel like I I mute I'm using myself all throughout the day and then when it comes to let's say 6 p.m. 7 p.m. I'm like I'm tired now. Uh, now it's time for to watch a movie. Now it's time to to do that. Like I, I'm not in that mood anymore. So it's weird. That's interesting. So yeah, yeah. no. Like sometimes the morning will be nice for me, but most of the time I'm trying to wake up for the three hours. For the three hours that you're working, I'm trying to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how do you calm your anxiety uh, of like creative things can create anxiety and life can create anxiety, but creative thing, creative blocks can create anxiety. How do you cure that? Um, I'm honestly still trying to figure that out because you said you run though. I do run. I do run. That does help. You told me that. Yeah. 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 I run. I've, I've started running in the mornings, which is great. And, um, there's this giant hill out in my backyard, like not in my backyard, but like right outside of my house. And it, it feels like a 90 degree angle, um, which is great for like aggression. Cause I like just try to sprint as hard yeah. as I can. And I'm like absolutely dead by the time I get to the top. Um, aggression. So oh, you mean for yourself? I thought there were guys coming out of bushes. <laughs> no, 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 no. For, for me, it's for me. <laughs> okay. You're not running away from someone. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, I mean, that's nice, but like for the past couple of weeks, I've had such a moment where it's like, I, I feel like I'm not producing anything and yeah, I really same. want to be, you know, it's not just like, I feel like a pressure, like I have to be working. Like, of course we all kind of feel that, but like, I, I, I wanted to be making things and I could not, Yeah. I couldn't make it happen. So I was just like, okay, yeah. um, how can I make myself feel a little bit better? So, you know, um, Definitely being like, I've, I've tried to like limit my time on the internet because I follow a lot of people that are like really, you know, out here doing things. And a lot of times it's inspiring, but when I'm not feeling inspiring, inspired, it can just be like, Oh my God, like all these people are out here doing things and I want to be doing things and I can't. So I'm like, let me turn on my phone because that's mm. stupid and toxic. And, um, I'll just do things that I know make me feel good. Like I have, um, a little journal that I'll like um, make like collages in. I'll just like cut shit out of magazines and like paste it together. I mean, you have to like, if you're like me, you have to be doing something creative. Like otherwise you're, you're like, Oh, I'm on the couch. I'm uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm not using my talent. I feel like it's great because I watching movies is great because you actually learn about stories and you learn about things for writing. It's great for even for acting. It's great. But at, at some point you're like, great. I have the knowledge, but I get, I have over, <laughs> like I, I have this over knowledge, but yeah, yeah. if that is even a word, but uh, yeah, it's uh, at some point you're like, Oh, I got to create stuff because uh there's got to be a balance. So I got to, I, I still have to like inform myself and watch content and read stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, I got to produce. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of a, a weird. Yeah. No, so, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's weird. Especially in this time, you know, cause we had a lot of free time and we, it, and at some point, yeah, that's the, the thing. The quarantine is to blame, but it is also a creative period. And at some point you're going to, you have to be like, okay, like enough blaming the, the, the quarantine and the pandemic. We all know we're in a pandemic. We all know that. And, but we have to keep living and we have to keep fulfilling ourselves. And yeah, we have to be working, you know? Uh, yeah. So I set my alarm at five uh, thirty a.m. and I, I've been working that hour, you know, <laughs> from five thirty to six thirty. I'm like, I'm gonna be writing for an hour. That's it, you know. That's when I'm, I'm most. Uh, I know, I know, but that's when I'm most alive, and that's when I, I'm most. I have my ideas, and most mornings I wake up and I'm like, I, I don't want to write. I don't, but I just sit there and I do it. And I put this app on my computer that doesn't disturb me. Mm-hmm. So, and it blocks my phone too. So I can't go on any of it. So I'm blocked for an hour. Yeah. I can turn on the TV, but I won't do it. Like, you know, so <laughs> I just write and it comes out. It comes out. And I hope it's great. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, a, a lot of doing it is just forcing yourself to be in the space to do it. Like butt in seat, pin to paper, like fingers on keyboard, whatever. Just like forcing yourself to just be there. And even if nothing happens, if you're just writing the same word over and over again, I mean, yeah. you, know, you just didn't, it wasn't a great hour, but whatever. But like you do it every single day and then it just, it just, it's, no. it's, a, habit. it's a habit at that point. What I do, especially for my, my, my novel writing, but I, I would, because I was writing scripts before, and I, like, to keep me f- writing from day to day, I, like, write what I want to write that morning, and then I start the next chapter, and I leave it there. I start, like, a paragraph or whatever, and then I continue from there the next morning because I know where I'm going, you know? So that's my kind of trick to keep going. Got you. You know, cause I, I stop myself at some point. I'm like, enough. And you do it because, yeah, you have to. And then the other morning, something else comes up, but you stop yourself and then you, you do it the next morning. You know? That's cool. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I have to steal from your, from your toolbox. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, we're very weird people. But yeah, like we said before, when we were talking about acting and everything, it's if you don't work at it, forget it. Absolutely. You're wasting your talent, honestly. Yeah. And yeah. As much as talented you you think you are, if you don't work at it. Yeah. You might as well just yeah, like you're collecting. And it's best. hard. It's hard for me. Like it's hard for me to work at it. It's like Absolutely. I would want to be on the couch all the time and watching things, you know, or listening to music or yeah. reading whatever, something fun. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes being creative is not fun. Sometimes you just have to do it because you know, later it's going to like fulfill you. It's going to, you're going to be happy about it. Exactly. Yeah. The work sucks sometimes. And sometimes most times. Yeah. A lot of the time. And sometimes you produce absolute BS and you know, and you have to know that it's BS. Yes. 
too. But like, that's the thing. It's like. But that comes with time too. It comes with time, and and that's. But you um, have to do it. Who I heard this from, but they just they said, um, your taste develops a lot faster than yeah. your skill. But if you don't do it, you'll never know. But then you'll never know exactly. So it's just like, give yourself a break. Like don't don't be so hard on yourself, but still force yourself to work on it. You know. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah. All right. One last important question before I let you go. Yeah. I think it's important for people. I'm asking selfishly for me, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, with all that's going on, mm-hmm. I want people to hear this. Uh, um, first of all, I, I don't know how you feel about the Black Lives Matter movement right now. It's it's great that they're making arrests and everything, but there's not much going on. Like we, I, I feel like it was just a trend and it's sad. It happens. I, yeah, it's, it's yeah. That happens. Yeah. So I guess my question for me, selfishly, <laughs> but uh, as a as a white creator, I have Portuguese, but I'm still white. I'm tainted. <laughs> but uh, you know how how can I help without forcing things? Like without forcing thing in my writing, how can I help? How can we help? Yeah. Honestly just using the privilege that you have to make space for, for other people. A case in point, my, my friend, um, Nicole, who's Mexican, has a brother who is um, starting this uh, magazine called Frida Voices, and they want to do an issue on beauty, and um, they want to be able to, like, they want to include all sorts of people, all walks of life, and they want to have an article about hair. And so they wanted to do a you know, have a conversation about black hair, but they didn't know any like black people in their like inner Mm. circle. And they're just like, how do we represent these people without seeming like we're pandering without getting things wrong. And Nicole, my friend, she was just like, dude, just ask Jalen. She writes, she's black. Like give her an opportunity to write for you. And I mean, like that makes a lot of sense to me. You just use the platforms that you have to make space for people, you know? Um, and even if you don't know people like you're already connected on the internet so why like you you already know so many people you don't actually know you know because we've met once in person but we've talked online so i feel like i know you and like yeah so use those connections i guess it's it's that simple like the people that i'm writing for i've never met them in person i know them through my friend right yeah and, but we've made a connection. We had a Zoom call today talking about, you know, how I'm going to help them out, blah, blah, blah. It's 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 that simple. You know, it's like yeah. you – we get so upset when we see, you know, like in film and things like that where, you know, they have like a white person playing um, like a Latina person or they have, you know, like a white person playing like an Asian person or something. It's like we're not in short supply. Like you can find people – who are the actual people yeah. that you're looking for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We exist, and there are a lot of us in the States, especially, um, you know, when you're talking about Hollywood. Uh, so it's like, reach out to those people. You yeah. Know? But what do you say to people that are, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of a ridiculous question to ask, but, like, for me, I've realized, especially with this movement, that I, like, my brain is like wired in a certain way where I think most like in my mind, most of my, my characters are white. I rarely think about like black characters. 
right. and it, it or Asians or whatever, you know, it, it's weird. Like yeah. it's, it's weird how, how it works. Yeah. It's, 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 and that's such an interesting, like, it's kind of a tightrope to walk because then if you start writing a bunch of black characters, mm-hmm. you're like, what the fuck are you doing? You don't know what you're yeah. talking about. That's, 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 that's where my question comes from, I guess. Yeah. That's, that's hard. I don't know. I have, I feel like I have mixed feelings about it. Like, or would you say, oh, only black people can write black characters? Uh, yeah, that's, it, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of it, difficult, isn't it? Such a, it's so hard. Cause I, I don't, I don't feel like, hmm. okay. These issues are totally, totally different, but it's kind of like, okay. When you think about men writing women characters, like that's, that's not a exactly. Yeah. You know, right. Yeah. So it's, like, it's not like people get up in arms because you're a dude, you don't know yeah. what it's like to be a woman. Right. Oh, it's so, it's so complicated. Cause like my instinct is to say, you but know, I think it's great to hear. Yeah. That it's not that simple. It's yeah, exactly. It's just like, like my instinct is to say like, you know, you can write people who aren't like you, but also, and it doesn't necessarily have to be about a black experience, but then if you say that, then it's like, why are you writing this person and completely divorcing them from the culture that they probably yeah. would be part of if they were a real person? I've yeah. really gone back and forth on this a lot. And I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I have an answer. I mean, for me, for me, it's, uh, it's mostly like, uh, if you're, giving permission to people to oh write like oh you can write the story you want with the characters you want you know and like if there is a you're talking about the black family of course like it's going to be a black family and you're going to have to like write a black family but um you can't like if you give if you start giving permission to people they're going to only write white characters. Mm-hmm. So you have to, or whatever their, their nationality is, but I'm all, mostly talking about white people. Yeah. Um, and you have to be conscious about the world. And because writing and creativity and entertainment is representation. Mm-hmm. It's not just, oh, I'm going to write this for myself, you know? Exactly. It's art. You know, it's, it's something that people, we want an audience. Mm-hmm. And also it's not only about the audience. It's about like being like respectful of people and being rep- representative of people and mm-hmm. saying, this is actually the story that's happening. That could happen in the real world. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's kind of a tightrope to, to walk on, but you have to be conscious and you, you don't have to force it too. It's, it's weird. It's a weird dynamic. Exactly. But I think it's, yeah. Writing for what could be like modern day America, modern day, you know, Canada, whatever, especially if you're writing in a very realistic grounded kind of way, then you have to be very, very conscious of it. Like, I mean, like if we're talking like, I don't know, some, No, but let's say you're, you're writing about the mafia. Like I've got, I've gotten this note at some point. I was writing a, a script for the mafia and they were like, oh, there's not enough diversity in that. Like mm-hmm. most of the characters are going to be Italian. Mm-hmm. 
and it's the eighties. I'm like, yeah, okay. Well, that's a good note, but it's also the mafia, you know? Right. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then, and then I feel like that begs the question, like, or because it's like, I guess I'm talking, I'm thinking more about like film now. Like people were like, Oh, like, why are we still doing like the same type of movies with all like, you know, white characters? Great question. But then it's also, we have to think about like, what, what stories are we telling? And wh- like, what is our motivation for telling these stories? Cause it's like, yeah, we can make another mafia movie like that be lit, you know, but because of the makeup of the people, it's probably going to be pretty monochromatic. Right. Yeah. So, like, if the, if you're, if you're wanting to be more diverse, pull from a more diverse yeah. stories, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like, especially in Hollywood, they make it so much more complicated than it has to be. They're just like, but we're telling these stories where it wouldn't make a lot of sense. It would be a total anachronism to see a black person in this situation. Then maybe we choose another story this time, you know? What? You cut out. What? I said, I said if, if that's really like that big of a deal, like, oh, like seeing this, you know, black person in this situation would be like a total anachronism. It doesn't make any sense. And in this time period, maybe we choose a different story to tell this time. Yeah. You know? Or you do like Hamilton did. And throw all the rules out and just yeah. rewrite the whole thing, you know? Yeah. But it's hard to do that with every project. Also true. Yeah. Also really true. But I think it's, it's important for people to hear that they have to be conscious and they have to make effort without forcing it. It's hard, but they have to inform themselves. They have to watch a lot. And, and people have done it well. Some people have not done it well. But, you know, you, you have to, to get out there and watch stuff and take example from people that have done it well and continue to do it well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, to just, let, like you said, reach out to your friends. Reach out to, if, even if you don't have black friends or Asian friends or whatever, you know, just connect with them on Instagram or go to a class acting class and you'll, you'll meet hopefully the class is not only white people, you know? Yeah. And, and also like art can be very collaborative. Like we all know this, right. And it's like, if you are writing a story where you feel it's absolutely necessary for this person to be this ethnicity or this nationality or of this culture that you don't know anything about, you know, like we were talking about, reach out to people and like, you know, co-write something you know or just like let them be like the advisor for this character you know Mm -hmm. that's interesting yeah 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 i'll be in touch with you yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right i i have one more thing uh i asked somebody to uh ask a question for you oh fun i don't know if i hold on i have to yeah find it so i asked somebody to uh ask you a question. Uh, maybe you know that person. I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's go see. Oh, uh, hold on. I'll put it. There we go. Yeah. So maybe you know this person. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Oh, wait, I can't hear it. You can't hear it? I can't hear it. Okay, I'll show you on my phone now. <laughs> I'm very curious what he just said. So, hey, Jalen. So, I was just like wondering, like, what's your favorite color? (laughs) (laughs) 
Eden Marino. You're one of my favorite people ever. <laughs> my favorite color is blue. It always has been, and it always will be. Blue is the best color ever, and no one will ever change my mind. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, let me replay. I think he's just got a, a funny face. It's great. Yeah. And then you can ask him a question for I'm interviewing him tomorrow. Yeah, great. Hey, Jalen. So I was just like wondering, like, what's your favorite color? <laughs> oh, my God. David, yeah. what? <laughs> That's great. That's a great yeah. question. I'm glad he asked. <laughs> so blue. Okay, cool. Absolutely. Okay. Um, yeah. So quickly, what's your uh, feel good movie? Ooh, um, fuck. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have like a go-to. One that I watched recently that was really funny was Lovebirds on Netflix. That's right. fun. Yeah. Okay. Uh, feel good TV show. Ooh. Um, cause I asked this because if you're creative for me, like when I'm like, Oh, my brain is doozed up. I watch feel good things, you know? Ah, I, okay. That yeah, make me feel I good. Know. I don't have my like go tos, but I so really feel good TV show. Yeah, I really love Avatar. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. The animated show, right? Yes, the animated. Okay, show. I've never watched it. Feel good song. Good. That's feel good. You should watch Avatar. It'll make you feel great. Um, favorite song. Feel uh, good song. Something that makes you feel good. What's something that makes you feel good? I really like the song. Um, oh my god. I like the song, fuck. They're like 30 in my head right now. Okay, I like the song All For Us with Zendaya. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I just discovered it too, Euphoria. Yeah, it oh, it's amazing. Yes. Yeah, she's my uh, celebrity crush. It's just oh putting God, that up. Me too. That woman is gorgeous. Okay, <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, feel good musical. Ooh, um, Pippin. Never seen that. It's wild, you should watch it. <laughs> it's absolutely okay. wild. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Jalen Taylor. Uh, do you want to plug your podcast and uh, your YouTube? Sure. Yeah. So I'm I'm on the podcast and you know wave now. Are you gonna do more? Actually, I'm gonna do more. Yes. I, my my brother got me a microphone for my birthday. He he hooked me up. It's gorgeous. I have to figure out how to use it. I don't know how yeah. to use. It. But um, it's called POV, which stands for Public Obnoxious Venting, and it's just me bitching about things that bother me. And also, I am on the YouTubes. It's just Jalen Taylor. Um, so check it out. Hey, she's yeah. awesome, people. Check, check everything. Check her Instagram, too. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I hang out on there a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was great. All right, thank you so much for my first episode. Thank you. Woo, for thank you. I'm very excited. And I picked a name. <gasps> which is? The Very Creative Podcast. 10 out of 10. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. You done did it. You done did it. <laughs> All right. See ya. All right. You've been listening to The Very Creative Podcast with Gabriel Vega. Catch us next week for an all-new episode. To find out more, go to gabrielvega.com slash podcast and follow us on social media at The Very Creative Podcast. To watch on video... Go to YouTube and search for The Very Creative Podcast and subscribe. See you next week.